Hey, what's up? It's Josh Trent. This is the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast, where you get all you need to know about how to live your life well, the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial ways that you and I can thrive in this modern world. This podcast is where we go deep on both the science and the story to flush out the truth from fiction so we can live from a place of peace and power. You know, it's been 20 plus years that I've been in the wellness industry, and I know and teach this awareness that I call the wellness Pentagon, the five aspects before that I just mentioned. These five sides we all must wisely nourish if we want to live a loving and exceptionally purposeful existence. We're going to get right into this solo cast today because it is a good one and a deep one. Strap in, make sure your helmet is connected, pull over on the side of the road, pop out the popcorn. It's something I've been waiting to explore for quite some time. Now, if this is your first time listening to Wellness and Wisdom, this may or may not be the best place for you to start. If you're looking for a full-length guest episode, that's every Tuesday. And on Thursdays, solo cast, I pick one topic. Today's topic is feminism unwrapped. How the psyop of a century brainwashed modern women and men. And this is where we go very deep into a singular topic. All the resources from today are found at joshtrent.com forward slash 533, including the scientific research, all of the appropriate links, and everything is organized for you. As always, it's over on the podcast page, joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. So let's dig in. So let's dig in. I'm sure some of you are like, why is a man talking about feminism? Well, I'll get to that in one second. The deleterious impact of modern fifth wave feminism is what we're talking about in this episode. We're going to explore this impact that fifth wave feminism has brought upon America and the world, the core components of fifth wave feminism, how it came to be seen as normal, and the negative impacts that feminist psychology, this psyop, has perpetrated on unknowing males and females. We're also going to explore the way that more of the dark matter fifth wave feminism has through the media and woke schooling poisoned the minds of young women and the dangers it poses to the future of the nuclear family. Now, look, this podcast, it didn't just come from me. This has been something that has been bubbling up in the collective, and it was inspired by me taking an honest look at the past 500 episodes on the show the past five to seven years of my own life experience interviewing behavioral psychologists and men and women at the top of their perspective fields in medicine, spirituality, mental health, and from an upcoming interview, an absolute game-changing interview with the one and only Dr. Kelly Brogan, MD, on the Wellness and Wisdom podcast, which releases on April 11th, 2023. It was in this episode that Dr. Kelly Brogan spoke in depth about this topic, including her own recapitulation and misunderstandings in her past when it came to her previously staunch position of being a feminist and how she now recognizes modern fifth-wave feminism as one of the greatest psychological operations of our time. I deeply, deeply applaud Dr. Kelly Brogan, MD, and the topics she explores on her authentic and vulnerable podcast called Reclamation Radio. Specific episodes that I pulled wisdom from are titled Ending the War with Men, The Trap of Feminism, and also her series with Om Rupani, Making Every Man Bigger. Let's talk about the strain and the drain of fighting against anything before we get into this podcast. I think we all can feel the strain between the disillusioned mainstream media woke feminist narrative of modern women and men being, quote, the same, even how much this is played out into gender dysphoria, which is then exacerbated by social media. 
what we have is a complete disillusionment and a dissolving of sexual polarity and nature-based bifurcation between the sexes. It is clear that when we pour our energy into hating or resisting anything, we actually become drained by that very thing. And paradoxically, our hatred and our resistance fuels the very thing we're most bothered by. I'll explain more as we move forward in this solo cast. So why am I doing this? Standing for something. I want to be clear. I'm not fighting against it. I'm standing for something. On an energetic level, anytime any energy is focused on fighting against something, as I've stated, it paradoxically feeds the very thing that you're fighting. So I want to be really clear about why I'm going public with this podcast topic. This podcast is meant to be for nature, not against nature. For nature, for the natural laws of things. I'm doing this because I desire for my children to grow up in a world where men and women are seen as unique and different and where those differences are honored sacredly. I respect all women, mothers, grandmothers, all female sovereignty of any kind. While also I choose to honor and cherish the differences between men and women. So I want that to be very clear with my intention here. It is to suss out and bring light to the dark about the uncomfortable truth of fifth wave feminism. A lot of different beliefs that you may have held for decades, I know mine were, will be shattered in this new exploration of consciousness, not only by the science and the research I'm gonna present, but also if you search within the deepest part of your heart. You and I both know that something has gone terribly wrong with modern feminism and the way that men and women are being coerced through propaganda to relate to one another. You know, if you want to see where feminism now is, follow the money. The uncomfortable truth is that much like black history, pride, BLM, Latino, Asian, Indian, all cultures and Native American cultures, feminism has been bastardized and appropriated by unconscious capitalism, specifically the leadership at BlackRock, Vanguard, which basically owned the world, and Comcast in the media. These conglomerates these mega businesses that hold trillions with a capital T trillions of dollars in value. They name the price of your emotions. They feed those emotions through clicks on the web and they deceive you and they make money off of the way that you feel. I'm going to flush this out later on in the podcast. If you ever want to question why social movements are appropriated, do a search online, follow the money. You will find the truth every time you're open to seeing it. So let's dig in. How exactly has fifth wave feminism been corrupted by victim vibration? You know, modern woke feminism, despite its narrative of fighting for the betterment of the female gender, it has now become a destructive movement that is swayed far, far, far away from the original intentions of feminism at its core. It's essentially become a media hyperbole term that no one actually understands yet everyone, especially people who consider themselves to be leftists, which that's a whole nother podcast. I don't believe in left and right. I don't think that exists at all. I think that's another psyop. Anyhow, the left passionately tends to support this without actually understanding what feminism is or really what it's become. I'm going to do my best to explore how the feminism psychological operation has brainwashed men and women and what we can do about it. So to start, let's start here. The best first place to explore is the history and roots of where feminism came from. Feminism in the late 19th century, as with most movements, it's radically evolved since beginning in this late 19th century. It was first wave feminism that had a simple and really justice driven goal, right? To recognize women as equal human beings opposed to women being property. Sounds pretty amazing. I'm all for that. Then came second wave feminism 
They challenged the role of women in society. And then third wave feminism, where there was this reclamation of individuality and autonomy. Now, these waves, I believe, were absolutely necessary. There was a dark shadow of patriarchy that in the past treated women like property. So I do believe these waves were absolutely valid. And the pain of growth as well was worth the reward of the quality of life for women. Then we get to the fourth wave feminism, which began somewhere around 2012 and is characterized by this focus on the empowerment of women, the use of internet tools and intersectionality. It was this fourth wave that sought out the greater gender equality. And I believe this was the last wave of healthy feminism. It really focused on the marginalization of women in society. But this is where we get to the most harmful wave of feminism and actually something that is not feministic at all. It is this fifth wave feminism that has been utterly corrupted. It's been most bastardized and appropriated. This energy has been harnessed towards division, not inclusion. The core tenets of fifth wave feminism is that there's no difference between men and women, either gender, mentally, behaviorally, or society. It is this fifth wave feminism that feeds itself with the fuel of hatred that nature is the way nature is. I'll talk more about that in a moment. And it resides in a groove of what Kelly Brogan calls victim vibration that keeps its fulfilling prophecy that it repeats over and over and over again that women are victims and marginalized by men. In other words, this is the fuel for the tension existentially that is propagated with men and women, even though the objective reality is that there is absolutely no war of the sexes. It does not exist. And it's the leaders of fifth wave feminism that with a clenched fist raised in the air, screams that it does and it always will. There's also been psychological and scientific research performed that found many of the leaders who are the most outspoken in the fifth wave feminism movement have an underlying unconscious hatred or aggression towards the male gender caused from early life trauma, which by the way, deserves compassion. But as I've talked about on the show many times, sometimes we get clouded. Our wisdom gets clouded by our wounding. That is definitely the case of fifth wave feminism. There's also a corollary between feminism, the fifth wave feminism to gender dysphoria. You can see fifth wave feminism playing out this no such thing as gender mentality with massive dysphoria across the country. This is where male athletes are now openly expressing their mental health issues of gender dysphoria and claiming they're now identifying as a woman. Case in point, the University of Pennsylvania, it's not only condoned male athletes changing in locker rooms with women, they're praising it. This psyop of fifth wave feminism has gone so deep so deep into the minds of education administrators that even when women athletes are voicing many times with tears publicly in forums, they are uncomfortable that a man is changing in the locker room with them. The woke school leadership, this fifth wave feministic agenda is choosing to turn the cheek. Now this is a horrible casualty of fifth wave feminism where women are being harmed more by its existence than if it dies going against the very essence of nature herself, ironically. And for this very fact, I do believe we will see the death of fifth wave feminism in our lifetimes. The fruits and the roots of feminism, like birth control, medicalized birth, taxes, women in the workplace, climbing the corporate ladder. You know, these have been touted as the rewards of feminism, but at what cost? What are the actual value that these fruits have yielded? Are they good? Are they sustainable for families? Because what I'm going to unpack next is the horizon. And the horizon is feminism's real threat to nature-based values, the love and the wholeness cultivated 
in a nuclear family and even the fabric of society itself. And I do believe feminism started out pure, you know, and much like the Me Too movement, it became poisoned by economic and media appropriation. So no matter what you believe or what side of an illusory fence you may be on, it's safe to say that in the modern world today, feminism defined is far different than feminism lived out in nature. Some might say feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of sexes, yet there is a growing body of evidence now to show that feminism is indeed a psyop started by the United States government in the early and mid 20th century alongside the largest banking families globally with the sole purpose of breaking up the nuclear family, having women pay trillions in tax revenue, and to increase the number of children in the world who are mentally and emotionally scarred from being away from their maternal caregiver. This is something we will cover in more depth. It's heartbreaking for the people who have believed that feminism has always been about equality, but from my research and from my awareness now, far from it. Since the new media narrative for feminism in the 70s, feminism's primary goal was supposedly to eliminate discrimination based on gender and create a more equal society. However, in 2023, there is a dark side of feminism that has taken 40, 50 years to rise from the shadows, and I believe it started in some very sinister roots that many people do not know. It really starts with emasculation. It begins with a wounded mother-son dynamic. Men and women have been in a large experiment for many decades. And the experiment is make men more feminine, make women more masculine, all in the name of feminism. Yet, what does the data show about this societal experiment? Here's just a few key points. Women now file for over 85% of divorces, 70% or more of all marriage engagements called off by women. Men and women are less polarized sexually and more unhappy than any time in the human history on planet Earth. Fertility rates are among the lowest they've ever been. There's more broken homes in America than ever before. Children raised by single moms are more likely to be on ADHD medication and more likely to need professional treatment for emotional and psychological problems. And there's more. Children of single parents, four out of five are women, by the way. They're much more likely to grow up in abject poverty with no way out and have the lowest rates of upward mobility than children of married parents. Lastly, one of the longest running studies on adult development, Harvard Grant Study is the name of it. It found that men who had warm childhoods, those who had close relationships with their mother and father who were married and they had at least one sibling, guess what? They made 50% more money than their peers. 50% than compared to their peers that grew up in a household that was hostile or where the parents were separated. It's safe to say that the narrative of women not needing men and men not needing women all under the veil of this fifth wave feminism has not just destroyed the nuclear family, but as you can see by the data I have presented, this dark feminism has caused a poisonous seed to be planted in the garden of sexuality, sacred union, and in the expression of nature itself. It's time for a reevaluation of feminism. And choosing like where we draw the healthy guidelines in a man-woman relating again, the way that men and women are relating to each other, fueled by this dark matter, the, the fifth wave feminism, it's just simply not working. If it was working, we could continue, right? But it's absolutely not working. What is working is that feminism equals more taxes for the IRS and broken families. Research is now showing that the core rationale behind media spend and advertising to promote fifth wave feminism 
has always had an economic intention of cultivating trillions more dollars in tax revenue from women. Also, it's a goal to instill a factory worker mindset with children K through 12, while also simultaneously separating mothers from daughters and sons. It's when you fragment the family and you have the mother working all day, the father working all day, your children are raised essentially by strangers, which then removes the influential protective parenting layer from the psyche of the child. This is creating children who feel alone and are more susceptible to propaganda. Look, the unconscious capitalistic monetization of children, adolescents, teenagers, young adults who've essentially never had any solid parental influence or rite of passage into adulthood, this all becomes too easy. In other words, when you split up the nuclear family and you have a mother and father working all day away from the children, this creates lack and scarcity in the subconscious mind of these children, which then opens up their subconscious to the clutches of modernity's consumption. It's in true paradox. The, the shadow element of feminism is that it perpetuates mothers raising sons who were not a fan of their father or even of their current or past husbands who then subconsciously manifest an unhealthy attachment to their sons through what Carl Jung spoke about as the devouring mother archetype. The devouring mother consumes her children psychologically and emotionally and often instills in them feelings of guilt at leaving her or becoming independent. This creates a deep wound inside of sons who grow up to be men and carry that wound into their next relationship with a subversive tone of language that kind of sounds something like this. Fuck the evil patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Which again, I've already mentioned, the very fuel that feeds the patriarchy's shadow is the vehement fist in the air, fuck the patriarchy, fight against it. A great resource to educate yourself for this unraveling narrative of fuck the evil patriarchy and the damage it does to men and women is the episode with Vilana Marcus. You can find that at joshtrend.com forward slash 506. So now let's offer the other side. One argument for feminism is that it does not in any way undermine masculinity. It simply wants equality for all. Well, I think that was the case with feminism wave number one, two, three, even four. You know, feminism in the past has claimed rather than promoting a narrow and restrictive definition of masculinity based on dominance and aggression, we promote a more inclusive and diverse view of masculinity that embraces emotional vulnerability, empathy, and respect for women. Wow. I mean, look, I'm in a hundred percent favor of all of that. I am in a hundred percent favor of men being emotionally intelligent. This inclusiveness in the fifth wave, however, does not leave any space for a man who is responsibly dangerous. And when I say dangerous, I mean a man that Jordan Peterson talks about, a man who is physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and also financially capable of protecting a woman. I'll say that again, a man who is capable of truly protecting a woman. This is what is missing with little Nas giving the devil a lap dance, Harry Styles on the cover of a magazine wearing a dress, men on TikTok, owned and operated, by the way, by the CCP, the, the Chinese Communist Party, Men on TikTok carrying around pink purses and wearing lipstick. Are these men responsibly dangerous? And by the way, I'm not against fringe expression. You do you. It just does not need to be touted as the normal on magazines, right? If you want to wear dresses and purses and you're an adult and that's what you want to do, great. I, what I'm saying is like, this doesn't have to be front and center. I'm not against expression. If people want to do that, go for it. Just don't put it on the cover of a magazine and blast it out as part of a psyop. This is what I feel. True masculinity rests from a spaciousness of the capacity to protect by lethal force if necessary. 
And when you strive for equality and inclusivity among men and women, viewed as completely the same with no gender differentiation, you not only lose masculinity, but you start to degrade the entire male and female genders. There's no more good men to look up to, no strong men to be modeled from. And as a byproduct, men stop becoming dangerous and capable and they start becoming overly gushy, effeminate expressions of the shadow inside the true divine masculine. So we need to return back to nature, which is at the core of many of the research and the arguments I'm presenting here today. And you know, it's funny I use the word argument. I'm not really arguing. I'm just presenting my take, right? I am here to give you the research and the experience that I have and really bring together all this information so you don't have to hunt around on the internet and go to all these different sources that potentially are going to give you incorrect information. I am here not for you to believe me. I am here just to plant a seed in your garden so that you potentially think differently. Because there is one argument against unhealthy feminism that is actually truly anti-male. Some people believe that fifth wave feminists seek to elevate women at the expense of men and they view men as the enemy. I concur. This can no clearly be more viewed than in the Pierce Morgan uncensored interview titled Men Should Be Frightened, Ava Debates Panel on Me Too Movement's Effect on Men. This is where the data shows that young men, and my heart goes out to young men and young women right now, it is a wild world to grow up in, but young men are so terrified to approach women because of the idea that it might be construed as sexual assault scares them from even attempting. And as the pendulum of Me Too movement has swung so hard to the left, now we're seeing the detrimental effects of this pendulum where it's impacting birth and fertility rates due to the seed of fear of societal castration, public humiliation. If a man approaches a woman and he's deemed that he's trying to do something sexually harmful to her, even if it's just like putting his hand on her shoulder or asking, hey, can I take you on a date? It is such a hypersensitive issue. And this really societal castration has been planted in the seeds of young men that sadly, because of this fifth wave feminism, many men are so afraid to approach a woman, they would rather just go play video games and get soft mentally and physically. Now for every woman listening right now, I want you to feel this. I want you to answer this. Do you want a man who's grown up like this and becomes a man who doesn't pursue you, is afraid of you and plays video games all day? Or would you like a man that has the courage to approach you, to let you know with his energy and words that he is an emotionally regulated and safe provider who pursues you, who wants to be with you and date you, who's mentally and physically capable of protecting you? Which one do you want? We all know the answer <laughs> because when a woman feels that a man is afraid of her, it will elicit the emotion of disgust, not of trust and attraction. Okay. Now that we've gotten some clarity on that against the really complete dissolving of polarity with men and women from fifth wave feminism, I want to present one more thing. It's the argument against feminism that it promotes a victim mentality and really has always been a core teaching of Marxism. The main goal of Marxism, by the way, is to achieve a classless society throughout the world and also has ideology in modernity that there is no gender difference between men and women. A few key points about Marxism and feminism. Marxism and feminism are both ideological perspectives of power in society. They seek to level natural differences in skill, ambition, competence, ability, and economic or genetic inheritance. Also, by both Marxism and feminism, women were hoodwinked 
to believe that they have no power and essentially through the voice of fifth wave feminism, they are victims of men. Victim mentality in fifth wave feminism is a type of thinking that can occur when an individual believes they are constantly subjected to unfair treatment. This makes them feel powerless, like they can't take any action. And many times someone stuck in victim vibration will then seek out a permanent victimhood, which justifies their eventual anger, outburst, malevolence, or even violence towards their perceived aggressor. It's an unhealthy way of relating that happens in the subconscious. This type of mentality can have damaging effects on an individual's mental health, as well as their ability to make positive changes in their life. And it may, really what it does is it leads people to be overly dependent and seek validation from others. This is honestly the, let me look at your butt on Instagram movement. <laughs> it's, I laugh, but it's crazy. Um, a lot of the women that are doing that, and even men, by the way, men do it too. They're just looking for validation. Look, in order for the collective unconscious to overcome fifth wave feminism, this victim mentality, it is important for an individual to recognize this type of thinking and identify its root causes. I believe the root cause of fifth wave feminism or really any dark matter in the world is Wetiko. This is what the Native Americans called the mind virus. You can learn more about this Wetiko concept. We did a big episode with Paul Levy. You can start protecting yourself from this mind virus by heading over to joshtrent.com forward slash five zero three. Now to really plant a spark in the engine of new thought for you, I want to ask you a question. Was feminism a psyop to get women to pay more taxes to the government? Let me read you this quote. The nuclear family must be destroyed. Whatever its ultimate meaning, the breakup of families is now an objectively revolutionary process. Hailed fifth wave feminist, Linda Gordon. Now, if you have somebody who's a leader of a movement that is saying something like that, you know that by ushering women out of the home to make a living alongside their husbands in the offices, in the labor force, you know something big was going to happen from that. Well, this labor force effectively doubled. That's right, doubled now, because of fifth wave feminism, we have an equality of men and women working in the workplace, which on the outside sounds great, doesn't it? But really, it keeps the wages down for employers. And this is key. It raises the numbers of human beings that state and federal government can tax. Now, this truth is big, and I really want you to pause and take it in. When it comes to feminism, you might feel like you're in the middle of an ayahuasca journey right now, like you're about to throw up, but just bear with me. Take a deep breath. Feminism started out pure. It has become poisoned and appropriated by the clutches of the largest banking families and the U.S. government in the name of tax revenue. Feminism dramatically increases the wealth of, of people that have the most, people that already have the most wealth, and it increases the reliance of Americans on the state where they live. Paradoxically, feminism makes the single income household the final frontier of liberty for families. Now, if you're triggered by this idea, I offer you this question to consider. What is a more perfect way for children to grow up to be monetized by propaganda than if both of their parents are out of the home and working, which offers children zero protection against the clutches of unconscious capitalism narratives? I'll say this again in different words. When a mom and dad do not have direct access throughout the day to what their children are being fed mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, how are they possibly protected from the Wetiko of wokeness? This type of upbringing places the shaping of the mind and body of children into the hands of the federal government and the state and out of the hands 
of protection from a loving nuclear family. One of the primary reasons why men are becoming emasculated and feminized by modern culture is the portrayal of men in media. There is a subconscious emasculation, really a hidden subversion of the PSYOP language. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about subconscious emasculation via this fifth wave feminism. In movies or ads, TV shows, men are often seen as bumbling and competent doofuses and in need of a woman's help. Listen to the podcast with John Vroman on wellness and wisdom titled Dumbing Down Dad, why media demonstrates fathers as useless and why we need conscious front row dads now more than ever. You can head over to joshtrent.com forward slash 487 to learn more about this onslaught. This is portrayal of men in media that reinforces the stereotype that men are weak. Why would you trust a man? He's so weak. Additionally, in schools, men are being taught that traditional masculine traits such as competitiveness, assertiveness. These are negative qualities. Men are now encouraged to be more emotional, compassionate, and nurturing, which traditionally are more feminine traits. Look, there's, I'm all for those things. There's a time and a place. There's nothing inherently wrong with these traits. It's just that men are being taught to suppress their natural masculine tendencies and replace them with traditionally more feminine ones. And like I said, we have these masculine and feminine energies inside of us, no matter how we relate, no matter what gender we are, but nature has a course. Nature has a course and nature has a vibration that when we fight against nature, we always lose. This educational system is also playing a role in the emasculation of men. Boys are falling behind girls in schools. The curriculum is often geared towards girl strengths. Boys are not encouraged to be physically active or competitive, which are traits that are essentially masculine and very important to masculine development. Instead, boys are encouraged to sit still, be quiet, listen, be obedient. This type of education system is not conducive to masculine development. And I believe it's a direct cause of boys falling behind to lose their sense of what masculinity actually is. Then we go to the workplace. Many jobs that were once dominated by men are now being filled with women. The feminization of men is the changing dynamic in the workplace. Men are being told they need to be more like women to succeed, which reinforces the stereotype that femininity is the key. And, and yes, it is. Femininity is the key in a time and a place. But this shift in the workplace is leading to men feeling emasculated and unsure of their role. Media and education systems are not the only factors contributing to the feminization of men. It is our phone in our hands, my friends. It is the rise of social media that has also had an impact on how men view themselves. You know, social media has created an environment where people are constantly comparing themselves to others. Men are being bombarded with images of other men who are more attractive, more successful, more masculine. It is this constant comparison that is leading many men to feel inadequate and emasculated. So where do we go from here? How do we lovingly find a solution? In conclusion, men are becoming emasculated and feminized by modern fifth wave culture due to a combination of various factors that we've gone in depth into today. Remember all the resources, all the scientific literature, everything you need when you're triggered or not to go over is at joshtrend.com forward slash 533. We talked about the portrayal of men in popular media, the changing dynamics of the workplace, the education system. Yes, these are all contributing factors to the feminization of men, but I want to be clear. There is nothing inherently wrong with a man embracing his feminine traits. That's why there's the anima and the animus in Carl Jung's work, the shadow aspects of masculine feminine. 
It's essential. It is essential to recognize the importance of traditional masculine traits, such as assertiveness, competitiveness, and at times aggression. These are healthy things. It is essential to strike a balance between the two energies to recognize that both energies of masculine and feminine are needed at times in both genders and they're part of being a well-rounded human being. Okay. So I want to be really clear about that. There is a time and a place for both energies, but also we must follow the laws of nature. Remember when I started this solo cast, I said, this is a for nature conversation. I'm not fighting against feminism in this conversation. I'm not anti fifth wave. All I'm doing is I'm presenting the uncomfortable truths about for over a hundred years that men and women, mostly women, but even men, we have unfortunately bought and sold the idea that women joining the workforce and paying income taxes would be a path to their liberation, to their independence and to their freedom. But no one summed it up quite as brilliant as British author GK Chesterton. He said, feminism is a muddled idea that women are free when they serve their employers, but slaves when they help their husbands. So perhaps you get to ask yourself today, who is it really that has benefited the most from this fundamental restructuring of families and society with the illusion of the war of the sexes? Who has benefited the most from fifth wave feminism? It hasn't been families. It hasn't been men. And it surely has not been women. Based on the data that I spoke about earlier in this podcast, linked at joshtrent.com forward slash 533, the clear winner has been corporations, the IRS, the federal government. I want to congratulate you with sticking to the end with me. I know this is a challenging subject. If you breathe deeply and take home what I have shared into your heart, into your mind, and just let this marinate, I believe this will help us find a loving solution to this wounding from fifth wave feminism. You know, we're all doing the best that we can. I really believe that. And even when feminism started, like I said, it started out pure. At the end of the day, we all must honor and love our differences as men and women. We must choose to stop spotlighting mental health conditions like gender dysphoria as normal and choosing to babble on and endlessly inside of conversations of division and of separation, left and right, this or that. Look, the insanity must stop. It stops right now with you and I. Please share this podcast with your friends, with your family. We get to take a deep breath. We must take a deep emotional inventory about where feminism came from, what it's like today, so that we can discard what doesn't serve us and we can absorb what does. We must take a deep emotional inventory about how we can, with love, rebuild the sacred sexual polarity between men and women, starting with the way that we think about ourselves as sexual, sovereign, sacred human beings. You and I will never live again. This is the only time we'll be alive on planet Earth. It's how we project the belief of us being loved, of us being worthy, onto our intimate partner, our friends and our families. That is the quality of our life. That is what's at stake here, by the way. This entire podcast about you know feminism and fifth wave feminism and unwrapping feminism and the psyop, none of this is meant in any way to put you in fear or anger. All of this is here to increase your emotional intelligence and to give you a higher level of awareness, a higher point of consciousness. 
You can learn more about how to positively rebuild your own sacred sexual polarity and the polarity between men and women again. You can go to Dr. Kelly Brogan, MD's course. She calls it Sovereignty Series. It is absolutely incredible. There are videos being added every single day. And before the podcast even comes out, I'm going to offer you this. Just head over to joshtrent.com forward slash Kelly Brogan. That's joshtrent.com forward slash Kelly Brogan. You can use the code Josh20 to save 20% off your course. I wanted to give you something actionable to do. Listen to the episode where Kelly unpacks these different models that have harmed us from feminism's origin, which essentially I do believe that it came from love, right? This is a personal living library of all the curated sovereignty resources, and you ain't going to find them anywhere else. I really love Dr. Kelly Brogan MD's work. It's incredible. Again, joshtrend.com forward slash Kelly Brogan. Use the code Josh20. Until I see you again on another podcast, until we can breathe and think and feel and raise our consciousness and see things for actually how they are rather than just how they're presented. From my heart to yours, I'm wishing you love and wellness. Thank you for being with us on the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. Every link, resource, and wellness good you heard today can be found at your show notes page. Roll over to joshtrent.com forward slash podcast, and you just got an exceptional gift of wellness and wisdom. Don't let it go to waste. Don't be one of those people who hears a podcast, smiles, gets entertained, but puts down their phone and doesn't embody it doesn't use it. You can choose something different today. And I know you feel this to start a new journey. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash M21 and get three free weeks of coaching from me to you directly in your inbox. Get your free morning 21 wellness guide, including your breathwork practice and guided journey from my heart to yours based on 20 years of my own experience. That's joshtrent.com forward slash M21. And if you're ready to dive deeper right now, join us in the wellness and wisdom community by enrolling in our Breathe Breath and Wellness program over at breathwork.io. At breathwork.io, this is a three-week journey where you're going to save $150,000 and months of travel to learn the best of the best breathing science and spirit to apply into your life to eradicate stress using your breath. The world's not getting any easier, but you can be stronger. Join me on this three-week guided journey, including binaural beats, guided breathwork meditations, proper posture and muscle training, so you can learn how to use your breath as your ally for the rest of your life. No matter what comes your way, if you can breathe, you can choose. Use code PODCAST25 over at breathwork.io to save 25% off your Breathe Breath and Wellness three-week guided program to work directly with me at breathwork.io. Use code PODCAST25 to save 25% off. I cannot wait to see you in the program.